Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to today's episode of Leadership Stars. And I have to tell you that I have a really phenomenal woman on our show today. And she's recognized internationally as the authority on podcast guesting. And one of the things we're going to ask her is, what is podcast guest guesting? Um, but she's also known as the catalyst who generates creative out-of-the-box solutions for her clients, for her colleagues, and her friends. And I know I sat down and had a conversation with her, and she had so many fabulous ideas of things that I could do in my business, on my show, and elsewhere that I really wanted her here on this show so you could hear her wisdom as well. So let's welcome the incomparable Nicole Holland. Nicole, welcome. So kind. I appreciate that warm, warm introduction. Oh, you're so very welcome. And it's well-deserved, I must say. Well, thank you. It's an honor. (laughs) So, Nicole, uh, would you mind telling the audience your background, how you got to sort of where you are today? Yeah, I mean, it's a a journey. I think like everybody, we, we have all these different experiences in life that help us really ascertain what we do want and what we don't want. And I think at this point, um, why I really stand out and why I get the accolades I do and the attention and the, the business that I do is because I decided that I was tired of trying to fit into other people's expectations. I was tired of trying to please people and mm-hmm. show up how others wanted me, and I was just going to be myself. And when I started doing that, I noticed that the people who had a lot of criticism or complaints about me kind of disappeared because I didn't really concern myself with them, and I wasn't trying to impress them, and I was just being me. And as I did that, I found more and more people coming into my community and letting me know what my strengths were and saying wonderful things like you did at the beginning, Linda, and (laughs) um, have just let me really be 100% and play, and Mm -hmm. magical stuff happens then. I think when we're really, truly our authentic selves and we're willing to show up and lead from that perspective, really cool stuff totally happens. (laughs) I I love that. It's, I I agree. It's something that I found as well as I evolve um, in my business is that when you're authentic, when you show up as yourself, people are attracted to that. And they want to know more about what you do and how you do it. And gee, where do I fit in in your scheme of things? And I I agree. I think that's an awesome place to be. Um, And I'm glad you recognize that because it's awesome having you here. Uh, So I wanted to know is how you got into podcast guesting and why. Yeah. Well, because I have a big mouth and big opinion. (laughs) (laughs) So I was a podcaster. I am a podcaster, not past tense. I am a podcaster. And as I started my podcast, I realized that not 
like sometimes I would expect if I had a guest who was a really big shot, you know, and had a lot of experience and had been around for a long time, and I would think, wow, okay, this person's going to be an amazing guest for my show. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes they were just lukewarm. And then I would have guests who I sought out because I'm like, wow, I love what you're doing and I value you. Can I please highlight you and get to know you better by having you come on my show? And sometimes they would be the best guests even though they weren't conditioned to do interviews and they would just have these conversations with me that were inspiring and powerful and my audience just loved and I loved and it was just fun. It was synergy. And so I started really paying attention. Okay, what makes a great guest? What makes an adequate guest? And what makes a really not great guest? And who do I really want to have on my show? What qualities do they possess? And I was looking at all those things and then also decided, let me go on other people's shows to experience what it's like to be a guest, right? Because I only know what um, I anticipate the experience to be from the way that I run my show. I wanted to know how it was to be a guest on other people's shows so I could really get a sense of, you know, what it's like. And Mm -hmm. as I did, I would take away things that I really enjoyed and things that I did not really enjoy. And I would try and integrate them and I would talk about it and I would tell my guests and my friends and my clients, hey, I just had this experience and I think that, you know, from this, this is what's going to happen. And I would make all these hypotheses and I would test things and and really hone in on how to give value to the host how to give value to the audience and how to um, just be somebody that they wanted to promote or they wanted to share, they wanted to have back. And I would talk about these things. And and also I would talk about it from my perspective and my audience and say, you know, if you do this, you're probably going to get this result from my audience. Or, you know, my audience really doesn't enjoy this type of thing but if we do this instead, and so just sharing those things, my opinions, my thoughts, my experiences is really how it happened. And then I mm-hmm. decided, because people kept saying, oh, my gosh, you you know about this stuff. You're an expert at this stuff. And um, I was teaching people. And so I said, well, let me just write a book so everybody has access to my thoughts and to my opinions and my experiences and what's working and what's not and then I had a couple mentors that said, oh, no, no, you're not writing a book. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean no. you're not writing a book? They said, no, that's going to take you a lot of time and blah, blah, blah. People need this now. They're desperate for it. So you need to teach it. So put it into a beta course and see if you have a minimum viable product, which I did. And so I taught a program. I called it Interviews That Convert. And mm-hmm. I learned a lot about overwhelming people with information (laughs) and I uh, you know I went back and tweaked that and and that is just kind of how it started and then I had people that I was trying to introduce to other podcast hosts they said we don't have time to go back and forth and to vet and to figure out so can you just do it for us because you know us and you know what we're looking for and you know the hosts and so That's really how it evolved what I do today, which is what I call podcast guesting. And I have a full service agency where I do just that. And I find out what the host wants and I find out what the guest wants. And I look for those, you know, Yenta moments to to Mm -hmm. put matches together so they'll fall in love with each other. (laughs) 
I love it. And so, in essence, you're a speaker's bureau for podcasts. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's how we met, was you introduced me to a guest that I had on my show, Pam Wasley, and said that, you know, she was fabulous and she fit my model and everything else. And she was a great guest, I have to say that. Um, and then you and I got to talking and I said, I want you on the show. I, I want you to share the inf- you know the information, the wisdom that you have so that my audience can become better um, guests on radio shows, better hosts on radio shows, and even maybe better listeners on various shows. You know what are, what what are you listening for? What are, what's the real kernel that that guest is going to give you coming out of uh, that podcast or in this case a radio sh- show? Right? Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, why do you think that podcast guesting is getting such a, a huge buzz these days? Well, I think like anything, I mean, marketing is, you know, they always say marketers kill everything, every good idea. <laughs> yes. I mean, podcasts are becoming more and more prevalent and what used to be a fringe culture is now mainstream, right? You can get podcasts playing in your car. You've got all these big media outlets investing in podcasts. You've got celebrities who are doing podcasts. So podcasting is really becoming mainstream. And mm-hmm. with that, they're... Obviously, you know, interview shows feature guests and featured experts. And, and so people are recognizing, hey, it's oftentimes a lot easier to get my message out by being a guest on a podcast that has a smaller um, audience oftentimes than, for example, the news, which everybody wants to be on the news. Everybody wants to get a segment and there's only limited amount of time and, you know, and mm-hmm local news stations, for example, to start out with, whereas podcasts, there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. And so, and they're on demand content. So they're specific to a niche and a focus. And so if you are an expert quilter, you know, you don't have to go on, it's not as difficult. So like, if you want to go on a morning show, you've got to pitch your idea um, of how being an expert quilter can tie into what people are tuning in for and what they need in this show that has all different types of uh, content. Whereas if you find a podcast that quilters or people interested in quilting are tuning into, then you're like a prime guest if you're an expert or master quilter because mm-hmm. um you have the value they're looking for. So I think it's a lot easier to get onto podcasts and the more podcasts there are uh, popping up, the more need there is for guests. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I think it's a dangerous thing. Pardon? No, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's a little bit dangerous because everything runs its course, you know, so who knows how accessible this will be um, in the coming years. But at this point, there's still more podcasts than there are guests, I guess. Um, But what I focus (laughs) on is quality. And Mm -hmm. so anybody can start a podcast, right? But here we are, I'm recording um, with you through Voice America, you have a, you know, a studio, you have a platform, you've got a professional system. Mm -hmm. And I get to 
reap the benefits of that. Whereas somebody who's just putting together a podcast doesn't really understand who the listener is, or maybe they want to have listeners, but they haven't gotten them yet, or, you know, they don't really understand production, but they're doing it themselves because anybody can podcast. Anybody with a voice and a message can literally go out record something and put a podcast together. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a big differential now between professional podcasts from independent podcasters who have professional level content versus somebody who's just throwing it together. Um, And so I think it's hard, not I think it is, it's harder and harder and harder to get on those high quality shows that have an audience that you want to reach, that have a host that's going to love you up and position you well, like you did to me, that are actually investing in the production. Um, there's a, it's hard to get on those shows, whereas it's fairly easy to get on a show that, you, you know, it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. You don't know what's going to stick. <laughs> or, or that anything's going to stick. But yeah, I, I totally agree that, uh, well, even in the radio, sh- doing the radio show, finding the guests that I want is a time-consuming proposition, and I love the fact that you, you know, through your agency, have you know th- this. Okay, I'm going to say it: a stable of men and women who are experts in their fields who fit into a variety of different podcasts or radio shows or whatever. And so to call you up and say, "Hey, Nicole, I need somebody for this theme on my radio show," you know, it's I, I would say it's easy for you to at least go through your your rolodex tells you how old I am, um, to see, well, who's here and who might fit and, and that kind of thing and be able to pick a quality person as opposed to, as you say, throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping that one of them sticks and then it's the right one for your show. Would you agree with that? Exactly. And I love that you highlighted that. And what's more important to me, to be honest, and this isn't something that I've seen anywhere else and is kind of why I decided to, you know, fill in the gap. I care about relationships. I mm-hmm. care about the right synergy. And so I pride myself on not just, you know, sending somebody. Like my clients trust me that they don't need to vet the show because I'm working for them essentially. If they want to get out there, they are busy people. They are leaders. They are business owners. They The last thing they want to do is waste their time doing an interview that's not going to be um, moving them in the right direction or on a show that that isn't a right fit, that they're not going to enjoy it. It's not going to be easy and fun for them. It's like, why do it, right? So they trust Mm -hmm. me, and I build up relationships with radio show and podcast hosts like yourself so that you trust me and that you do know that you can call me and say, hey, Nicole, I'm looking for this, and I have vetted you. So I have a Mm -hmm. lot of hosts actually that contact me and ask me for guests that I just can't send them. I will tell them, here's what you need to do in order to get one of my clients. But at this point, I cannot put one of my VIP clients on your show because you're just not there yet. And I love you and I want to support you. But so I'm very, very aware of the where where everybody is, and I really try and only match up um, winning combinations. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Uh, because again, if you're starting, well, okay, I did um, programs for several associations, and trying to choose just the right speaker for that group. You have to know the demographics of the group. You have to know what they're looking for, what they don't want. So I had one one association that said, "Don't." 
uh, once a year we can do health and wellness. Uh, but I have like 50 health and wellness people that I'd love to throw in front of you. So knowing what they're looking for, what's their vision of the organization, the meeting, the podcast, the, the radio show, whatever, knowing that then you can really fine tune who you choose and make sure that, that as you said, there's, there's synergy and that there's um, a, a cohesion between the two that they're going to be talking about the things that their audience needs to hear. And that's time consuming. Um, so I love the fact that one, you vet the shows, but you've also vetted all the people who are working with you as well. So making a good match, um, you know, match.com, uh, it's it's much more uh, real and and really is, is positive for both. And we're going to talk when we get back, um, unless you can give me just one quick reason why podcast guesting is the most effective way to grow your business in your opinion. One reason. Let's talk about that when we get back from the break. (laughs) Okay. So on that, audience, I want you to think about where are you in terms of wanting to get on radio shows or wanting to guest on a podcast or even want to start one or the other? Where are you in your business and are you ready to step into and step up to that level of visibility? And we'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at dare to dream with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. 
success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back to this segment of Leadership Stars. And I have... Uh, guess that I'm having just a great time with. But what's fascinating about her is that she was named in Huffington Post as one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017. She was rated new and noteworthy by iTunes, featured in trending publications like Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazines, and of course, the Huffington Post. And she regularly shares that expertise on podcasts through visual summits, or virtual summits, uh, and courses, and from stages across North America. So let's welcome back our guest, Nicole Holland. Nicole, it's well, Thank great you. to have you back. Thank uh, you, Linda. It's awesome to be back. You're welcome. So we, I asked you a question that we both agreed we didn't have enough time for, which was, why is podcast guest, why do you think it is the most effective way to grow your brand, your business, in your opinion? So, yes, this is definitely more than a one-minute answer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I think for somebody like me and probably somebody like you, it is. But I'll say that it's not for everyone. And this is... This is one of those dangerous things that I was talking about before with everybody getting on a bandwagon, right? When something's hot, everybody wants to do it. And there's just a lot of people who should not be on podcasts as guests. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I encourage people to really identify how do you show up best? Like, what do you really enjoy? For me, I can have a conversation and be in it and, like, feel so recharged and and just excited, you know. And and I think Mm -hmm. that really allows me and my clients to connect with an audience and connect with a host in a super authentic way so people can get an experience of what it's like to talk with you. And so if you have a service-based business like I do, where you actually have to communicate with your clients, it's an amazing way to get your message out there and to get prospective clients to have an experience of what it's like to to be in conversation with you. It's mm-hmm. like something, it's like nothing else can do that. You know, you look at people on TV, for example, or traditional uh, press, and people talk in sound bites and they talk very quickly. But when you get into a podcasting situation, oftentimes, I mean, every podcast is different, but most of the interview based podcasts that, um, that, that, that do well are conversational in nature. And so, mm-hmm. It's like the listener gets to be a fly on the wall or they get to, as I, I like to make the analogy of, we're in a coffee shop, you know, we're having a beautiful day and we're sitting on the terrace and we're having a coffee and we're leaning in and having this awesome conversation with each other. And there are people at the neighboring tables and they're in their own conversation, but at the same time, they can hear us and they can feel the energy. They can sense the enthusiasm and, you know, the depth of our conversation and they can't help but to overhear a little bit and get drawn into it. And that's the power that you have when you're on a podcast versus, you know, um, 
other other mediums. And I mean, some people, they're great writers. Some people, they're great um, at other ways of connecting. But I find that podcast guesting is one of the most intimate and connected mediums that you can use to reach your ideal buyers at the end of the day. And people and Nicole, want to know oh, people, right? Like people yeah. want at this day and age, it, it doesn't matter what your brand name is as much. We want to know about who founded it. You know, we talk about Tesla and Tesla is a great brand, but it's Elon Musk that people are interested in, right? Mm-hmm. So right. when you can be the voice and face and um, your values can be translated through the spoken word with in conversation with other people, that's how you really make that impact. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting, Nicole, because you, you you pulled exactly what I try to do in this in this radio show, which is we're just sitting down, we're just having a conversation. We could be sitting in a coffee shop, we could be sitting, you know, just having a, a, a great conversation out in, in the park, whatever. And I want it that relaxed and I want my guests to be that comfortable that they feel like that. It, I like the intimacy of that as opposed to, I actually had a guest a couple of weeks ago who said to me, wow, I really like that because, you know, I got a chance to just be me and, and talk about my stuff and that kind of thing. I didn't feel like you were going, okay, question number one is, okay, how about two, then three? Uh, he said it was, it was, it just flowed. And, and I like that. That's what I like about this show. And it's, it's what I like about the shows that I do do is the fact that they're not like 60 minutes. I have a list of questions I want to ask you and we're going to go one, two, three, four. I like the um, sort of the, the, the way it, it grows depending upon how, where we go with the questions. So I, I think that's perfect. And also, I want to say that um, there are a lot of shows that are one, two, three, four, especially if you find yeah. shows that are um, their previous journalists. Like, I find oh, yeah. some of those shows to be the most challenging shows to do because it's question, answer, question, answer. But that doesn't fit with my personality. And mm-hmm. it may fit with the personality of somebody who's listening. Then go find that show. And so one of the things that I teach my students is that – you have to know, number one, you have to know why you're doing it, what you, what you want to get out of it. But also, you have to find the shows that are a perfect match. And don't just pick a show to pitch yourself to because it is a big show in your niche, let's say. You want mm-hmm. to find those shows where you see beyond the interview itself, and you you can say, do I really want to have dinner with this host? Would I really love to have a cocktail with this host? Is this somebody I would like to know beyond the interview? Because one of the most powerful things about this medium is the possibility for real relationships to get Mm -hmm. formed. And I think that's something most people don't acknowledge or respect, and they, they miss the boat big time. Because for me, one of the biggest things about, you know, we talked earlier about my business growth, and it is just showing up as me and being present and and just being myself. And by doing that, I have made amazing relationships with hosts who are now friends, who are now promoters, who are now collaborators, who are now clients. And it really is just, um, there's so much magic that can happen when you show up without expectations in service and you allow for all aspects 
of, you know, relationship and opportunity to collide. Well, Nicole, one of the things I've often noticed right now is that so many of us are in superficial relationships. Um, If you think about it on Facebook, you know, you may have thousands of friends, but how many of you do, how many of them do you really know um, that such that you have an intimate relationship or even just a good solid friendship with them? And and the same way, and I, I tell this story frequently, but I was in a restaurant with my husband and we were having a great conversation, but we're looking at the people next to us who are, you know, 20 somethings, maybe in their thirties. And it looks like they're having an intimate dinner together, but they're both on their phones and they're texting. (laughs) And what was even more amazing was they were texting each other. Because they didn't no. know how, yes, they didn't know how to have a spoken communication to develop a relationship. And I'm going, now that's sad when you can't sit and have a, even a, a conversation with somebody that you're literally looking at. So, you know, I love the fact that we can develop relationships on shows like this or our previous conversations and that kind of thing where we can deep dive and we can get to know that person in such a way that, hey, I want to have coffee with you. I want to have dinner with you. Um, Can we have another conversation about X, Y, Z? And that's the power to me of leadership is having those deep relationships and being able to build them successfully. Absolutely. And as a podcast host, um, you know, I just was out in San Diego recently for a conference event. And so I looked at who's going to be there that I know, either because they live out there or because they're, um, you know, visiting as well for the conference. And so I connected with many of the ones. Now, not everyone, right? Because you have to be discerning. And again, it's what's the quality of the relationship? Not because I know somebody, do I want to have dinner with them? It's it's because I want to have dinner with them, but I want to have dinner with them. And so I reached out (laughs) to some folks and I wound up putting together an amazing dinner of 13 leaders and influencers who all have just they're just incredible people and so much to share and give and, and connect. And so I organized this. And so it was me plus 12. So there were, there mm-hmm. were 12 guests and everybody took away new connections and relationships and conversations and opportunities. And it was just because I built those relationships with these people who I met virtually Mm -hmm. through podcasting or podcast guesting and was able to bring them all into the same space. And so I've been doing that again and again. I've got a little retreat coming up with some folks as well. And, and that's the kind of thing that those private invitations come when mm-hmm. you make that connection with a host as a guest, you create value and that's a way to continue the conversation. When people see you as valuable, they want to be with you in, mm-hmm. uh, in various opportunities. And that's great. I love the fact that you put together a dinner while you were in San Diego. Um, and I think, but th- I think that also speaks to your character and to your desire to have true relationships that, and, with people who value you being you uh, as opposed to someone who has a facade and, you know, shows up differently than they really are. I love the fact that you're real and raw about who you are and how you show up. I appreciate that. Thank you. And 
I think that it's important to do that because why wouldn't you? And I don't want to spend time with people who have a facade on because obviously they've got some work to do and there's nothing wrong with that. I just know who I am and I know what I want to connect with. And I encourage everybody to really get in touch with that and do the inner personal work, do whatever you need to do to get good with who you are. Because when you get good with who you are, other people get good with you too. And I believe that we all can sense desperation. We can all sense inauthenticity. And the more in touch we get with who we are, who we serve, who we want to surround ourselves with, not out of a space of ego, but out of a space of nourishment and true connection and connectedness, that's like, like I said earlier, you know, the people who expect you to please them, they disappear. They have Mm. their ulterior motives and, and you're not even in their sphere to pay attention to because you have transcended that, if you will. Right. I so agree with you on that. So let's get down to the mundane. Um, if if I were somebody who didn't have a podcast, didn't have a radio show, when is a good time to start appearing on them? And do I need something to sell before I do that? Great question. So the questions that you'd want to ask yourself first, and you really want to do a gut check here, is do you have a message? So even if you don't have something to sell, do you have a message? Like, do you have a purpose for going on a podcast? And if the answer is, well, I don't know what that is, then it's not time. You got to figure that out first. But if you do, and you're like, you know, passionate about, um, let's say women's rights, that's a hot topic right now, right? Mm -hmm. And you are so you know, fired up and and you have a solution. We don't need more people talking about problems, but if you have a solution and something that is um, going to benefit people, then it's your duty to get your message out there and you don't have to have anything to sell. Um, If you're in business, then, and, and you're looking to leverage podcast guesting as a way to grow your business, then yeah, you want to have something to sell, but you don't go on a podcast to sell. You go on a podcast to engage, to connect, to build rapport. And it's very natural then at the end, if people are interested in furthering the relationship with you, then you invite them to do so. And even if you don't have something to sell, you always want to have a next step for people. Mm -hmm. So whether that's, you know, on a Facebook group or whether that's um, on your website or whether that's free content or uh, a live event or a conversation, whatever it is, there has to be a call to action at the end because you want to allow people to get more value from you and to engage you, but you do not make that call to action Buy my book, buy my program, <laughs> come to my, you know, get, get a, get a discount ticket. Like that is just not the way to motivate people and inspire people. It's like, okay, I got some gold nuggets from that show. Great done. But if you leave people so inspired and excited and ready to take further action or to learn more about your methods or your uh, mission or what have you, and you let them know, let's continue the conversation and, and here's how you can get in touch with me personally to do that, then you're right people. They have to do that. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And, and what's interesting is we talk about this, you know, even at live events or if you've got a list and you're sending stuff out, is really doing things in baby steps that it's like dating. 
um, what what you're talking about would be, you know, be on a podcast and to go from, hi, how are you? Here's a handshake to can't we go to bed together, uh, you know, in, in the space of an hour. And that's just, we you need to woo them and win them as your clients or who want to go further with you, build a deeper relationship. And I think many uh, many people are, in some respects, I think, in need, you know, that needy kind of mindset. And they get to a place where, you know, I've got to sell this. So I'm going to go from literally a handshake to going to bed in, in the space of, you know, two steps. And I think that's what's wrong oftentimes with how we close um, shows with, uh, with an offer. Um, and would you agree? I completely agree. Okay. Yeah. So think about whoa, think about that audience. Um, have you found yourself doing that where you have leaped from hi, how are you to would you like to come home with me? Uh, instead of taking the client through an experience and really getting them to know you and want more of what you have to offer and the value that you provide. And we'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have a woman who uses really a high-touch, client-centric service delivery model. And she helps leading-edge thought leaders, authors, and entrepreneurs to strategically increase their visibility, their likability, their credibility in a way that works uniquely well for them. And I find that to be so important. And I want to say it's hot. Um, it, it just really tickles me that that's how she works because I really believe that we all need those kinds of individuals coaching and working with us and being our, our allies in whatever it is we're doing. So welcome back, Nicole. It's great to have you. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> and can I just comment on what you just said that just sure. totally gave me tingles? Yeah. So you just said the word hot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at the beginning of this year, um, one of my mentors, his name's Jason Van Orden, and he's, he's a dear friend and, and coach. And um, he had posted something on Facebook about um, an exercise that Chris Brogan, who's another thought leader, um, does and teaches about and blogs about every year, which is choosing three words that you want to embody for the year. And I chose my three words, which were lead, receive, and hot. And Ah. people were very confused about the hot one. And it Mm -hmm. didn't matter because it's really a personal exercise of what you want to focus on and what you want to bring to yourself and what you want to embody and, you know, just choosing those intentions for this year. These are the three power words for me, essentially. And um, I explain, I've explained hot to a few close people who are, you know, care about my power words and they go, oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And the fact that you just identified this as that, it just like lit me up because that is what I I said, you know, hot means so many things and, and it's like exciting and, and just on fire and, you know, it's just like soul nourishing and I don't know, just so many things. And, and it's both in my business life and in my personal life. And so this year on my journey, I've already lost 37 pounds because Woo-hoo. I want my body to feel hot again. You know, I want to look in the mirror and go, oh yeah, that looks really oh, yeah. hot. And then in my business as well, I want to create experiences for my clients and for my colleagues and for everybody I'm involved with that they feel, wow, this is incredible. That's so hot. And so anyways, I I digress, but I just really wanted to appreciate you. And also, um, you know, maybe, maybe the listeners also find that exercise to be inspirational because we are coming up on 2019. And this is definitely an exercise that I'm going to go back to again and again um, over the years to really have those three words to, to really hold my North Star. 
I love it. Um, my my coach has us name our year. So um, the first year that I worked with her, I had an Oscar, and it was the Oscar goes the Oscar for the best cat herder goes to me. And I wrote a book called The Art of Herding Cats, Leading Teams of Leaders. So that came out in that year. Last year, it was all about being bold and unapologetic. And Ooh, that's hot too. That, <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was so interesting. I did have a party at the end um, with the money that I threw in for the number of times I said, I'm sorry. Um, because we, we as women especially do it automatically. It's sort of like our go-to words. And I was looking for other words to say, you know, uh, I regret that or whatever, whatever it was that, you know, I made a mistake and I will fix it instead of I made a mistake. I'm sorry. But what are you going to do about it? And so that became a real challenge for me last year. But I got to say, I got a whole lot better with it. And this year is all about creating my movement. And I, I was interested in your comment about the women's movement and uh, women's uh, rights and all of that. And I agree. The movement needs solutions, not just to rehash the, the challenges of the, of the past, you know, Yes, we haven't been paid appropriately. Yes, we've had um, we've not been treated appropriately, et cetera, et cetera. So, what are we going to do about that? What's the solution? And that's where the movement comes into that. I think is what's the vision? What is it that we really want to see out there? Let's not look at the past. Let's look at the future. And then, how do we move forward to make that future happen? So, I love the fact that you brought up the fact that we need solutions, not a rehash of all the old news, right? Love it. This is a fun, this is, <laughs> it's been fun since the beginning, but we're going in a whole new direction. Direction, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so where I'm going this year really is is around helping women who, well, uh, uh, one of the things I always tell people is I, I used to work in network marketing and I had people who, you know, you'd ask them why. Why'd you join this network marketing? And they'd always go, oh, I need $645 a month to put my daughter through private school and I want to change the world. Now tell me, Nicole, do those two things relate? Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so, you know, if you're focusing on the money, then the first month it doesn't happen, you're gone. And if you're focusing on the change the world, it's like, what part of the world are you changing? What's the piece that's your passion around changing the world? And for the most part, they couldn't articulate that because they had heard that from somebody else and thought that's what they needed to say. So I want to work with women who do want to change the world, but who know what they want to change. What's the solution that they have to the difficulties or the challenges that we have in this world that you know, can change it, can change the tapestry of what we're living in so that, you know, it creates a ripple effect and it it could go viral. You know, you could say, you know, I'm, I'm looking to put art back in the high schools. And so you do it in your high school and another high school comes to you and says, how did you do that? And it begins, the movement grows. So it doesn't have to be you know, this massive 100,000 women who marched on because of Trump's inauguration and then we had an anniversary march, there's not a solution there yet. Would you say that's true? 
Yeah, and I also want to say that I suspect there's probably a lot of women who know that they do want to be a part of a solution. They do want to inspire and change the world, but they're not sure what their role is in that. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's really powerful what you're doing and how you are being the voice of a movement. And I think also in addition to that instant you know, I'm sorry, we also instantly devalue ourselves by nature. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage anybody, men, women, anybody who have that inner knowing or that inner calling of there's something better. I'm meant for more. I know I'm here to make a difference. Even if you don't know what that difference is, be willing to explore it. And don't Settle for somebody else's definition of what that should be. And don't focus on, if I make this much money, then I can do this. Or if I accomplish this, then I can. Because that's not cutting to your core. So when you really have something burning inside, the sooner you're willing to allow it to emerge and not define it in your mind, but really Mm -hmm. allow yourself to explore and experience and be inspired, the process of that will lead you to the right people, opportunities, and experiences that will help you get get your thing. And tying this back to podcast guesting, it's a big part of it. So Mm -hmm. even if you don't have that message dialed in to say, this is how I want to change the world. If you're willing to show up in your authenticity and vulnerability in front of the people who are going to get value from what you have to share, and that could change any time, but in the moment, do it. So maybe Mm -hmm. you're um, a single mom who is, you know, doing things on a budget. There are so many podcasts that are for single moms who are doing things on a budget. What if you have that one thing you do for your grocery bills that other people don't know about, but that will change their lives to where they will be able to, you know, save $627 a month and it will change their lives and inspire them then to say, well, I don't have to struggle in this. So now I can really focus on what do I really, really, what am I meant to do? What am I here for? Exactly. And there's sort of that wow factor when you, when you do get on a podcast and it's the right topic at the right time with the right person and you go, wow, oh, yeah, I could do that. Um, or, yeah, that's where my passion is in as well. So I, I agree. I think podcasts and podcast guesting is a place to be to you know, in, inspire your audience. I also love the fact that you said, Nicole, that you that, that you emerge, explore, and experience. Um, we're, what I like to say is that a movement starts like a seed, and it could be something that's just sort of irritating. Your, you know, it's like when you have a rock in your in your shoe, but in this case, it's a seed, and you you knock it out, and you go, "Ooh, this is a seed." Okay, and you. Put it in the ground, in the soil, and you nurture it, and you nourish it, and you water it, and do all those things, and you get it to grow. And that's what a movement's all about, is the fact that it starts with a seed, and you bring your 
exploration, your experience, your passion to helping it become that mighty oak or whatever it is that you're you're growing. And you got to realize that it takes time, that it doesn't you know, spring forth from Zeus's head full grown. Um, you have <laughs> you know you you have to nourish it and nurture it and inspire it and real and talk to it and just really really make it grow. So um, Nicole, quick question. Do you find because I mean I talk to women about this all the time and you know what 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 do you have what's what's your passion what's your movement this kind of thing and and I get some hesitation and most of the hesitation appears to be around I can't do this and you did talk about this um, I don't know a hundred percent of what I'm going to do with this this movement so I don't know what to do um, I. Uh, I'm almost always in a support role, so I, I can't possibly lead. And I'm scared to death to step out um, when I don't know everything about it. So how um, do you begin to show people how to show up authentically and overcome that fear and really speak their passion, their movement? So, I mean, this is an interesting question for me because, I'm probably not the best person to answer it because I don't have a lot of patience. I have mm-hmm. a lot of love and I like to um, appreciate people where they're at, but I don't stay with them if they're in that space. So by being myself, that's my way of leading by example and showing up in authenticity and being able to talk to them about, you know, as a correctional officer, how terrifying it was to come out on social media and be, you know, visible or to talk about my personal journey and things like that. Like, that's not easy, but I do Mm -hmm. it anyhow because what I want is bigger than my fear. And so the fear is still there, but I do it anyways. And if, if people come to me and they say, well, I'm too scared to do this, I say, okay, then don't do it. But if you're talking about it and you're looking for somebody to say, you can do it, you can do it, I'm probably the not the right person. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you, get over it in a way that it's like you do it because it matters. If it does, it's just about prioritizing. What do you want more? Do you want to stay where you're at? Are you willing to stay comfortable? Because that's what most people are and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're meant to lead and you don't feel ready to lead, you lead anyways because that is how you get through the fear and get to the other side of it. And also, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit hardcore. Um, also, uh, you know, Kate, uh, Byron Katie has this thing called the work. And that's something mm-hmm. that if, if you feel like there is something more, but you're not ready to just go, I'm going to get through it anyways, go find Byron Katie, the work. And it's a questioning process. And you can ask yourself, is it true? If you're telling people, I'm too scared to do this, or, you know, I'm held back because of this, ask yourself, is that really true? And mm-hmm. what if it wasn't true? What would happen then? And so we're, I know we're almost out of time and I want to honor that. And so I'm not going to go further into it, but I highly recommend uh, do check that out. I do as well. And as I love to say, false ask- false expectations appearing real is what fear means. And mm-hmm. my daughter used to have one that said, um, fear makes the wolf look larger. 
So on that note, I want to thank you, Nicole, for having been on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I have had a great time. Uh, And I think our audience has learned a whole lot about podcast guesting as well as um, about movements and fear and all those things that you offer. So thank you so very much. And audience, if you'd like to know more about um, movement making and or the art of herding cats, please do email me at Linda at dare the number two lead with Linda.com. And on that note, be courageous, dare to lead, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.